Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. What's going on, guys? Before we get into today's podcast episode, I wanted to give you a quick update on the Ready Eddy membership program. To this point, we've grown to have thousands of products from up-and-coming startups and small businesses in the outdoor travel and lifestyle space on the platform. You can save up to 50% off all of these products, anything from skis to jackets to food bars to supplements. Anything you could think of to support your outdoor activities is on the platform from small up-and-coming brands. It's a great opportunity to support small businesses while also discovering brands that you've never heard of. You can show off the new gear to your friends and also save a ton while doing it. If you're interested in checking it out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members to get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Lives In Designs. Lives In creates durable, versatile clothing so you can own less and spend more time doing the things you love. Learn more by heading to livesin.com. That's L-I-V-S-N.com. Does your e-commerce site need a boost? Tribe Alpha can improve the performance of your online store. And Ready Yeti podcast listeners get a special discount. Visit tribealpha.com slash deal for a 10% discount. That's tribealpha.com slash deal.
What is going on, Ready Eddie Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host on today's episode. I am sitting down with Mike Scully, the founder <coughs> of Levergear. Mike, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Josh. All right, so for the listener that may not be familiar with Levergear, how would you best describe your business to them? Um, well, we are a new company and fairly new, and uh, we develop small, sort of easy-to-carry tools. So um, hopefully we enable people to sort of be prepared in their daily lives to kind of handle whatever little problems pop up and, and, and use our tools to, to take care of them. So what kind of tools are you talking about? Uh, well, we've got two products right now. Um, the first one is a credit card size multi-tool, and it's got 40 different functions on it, everything from like a bottle opener to can, can opener, wrenches, screwdrivers, a cord cutter, uh, rulers. So there's a, a bunch of little different features to it. And, but the thing about it is it can fit right in your wallet, so it's, it's just super easy to carry. Um, and it, can, it also has a, a snap-on money clip, so you can use it as a money clip, so you can carry it that way as well. So um, that's the first product. And then our, our second product um, that we launched last year, it's called the BitVault. And it's just a small uh, watertight carry case um, that you can clip on your keychain or clip, clip into a bag or in your pockets. And it's sort of like a, a, a really nice pillbox. But the other feature to it is you can carry hex bits in it and uh, convert it into a small screwdriver. So it's, it's just a sort of a multifunctional tool and you, you use it how you want it. You can either carry, you know, pills and toothpicks and, and, you know, any kind of small items that you might have. Um, but you can also carry hex bits, um, and, and use it as a screwdriver sort of in a pinch or, or whenever you need it. That's awesome. And you guys are uh, in the works with your third product, Kickstarter just about to end. When this goes live, it'll be on Indiegogo. You want to share a little bit about that? Sure. Well, the the third product is um, a small sort of cell phone charging cable, charging and data, and it's the idea behind it is it's a it's a little kit. So it's got a, a cable, um, a, an adapter that fits in it, and there's all the the kit itself is a little carry case, so it can. It fits easily in your keychain. It's that small, or it can just clip into your bag. Um, and it has has space for a little SIM card tool, and you can carry micro SD cards or SIM cards. So it's just a, a way to easily carry your cables and, and an adapter so you always have sort of that charging and syncing capability with you. And you know it's just small and easy to carry, so it's just there when you need it. That's super smart. And I guess really the... The, the ethos of the business is really just smart tools that have a number of uses, right? Yeah, well, we try to, to pack a lot of functionality into the tools, you know, as long as it makes sense. Um, for example, with the, with the uh, cable kit, which is our little charging cable, um, you know, we put a, a SIM card tool in it and, a, and the sp- space for the SD cards because that sort of goes along with the, the tech feel. Um, so we wanted to we want to you know add as many features and functions as we can, but not but you know cut them off where it makes sense and and not get you know not put unnecessary things on there, but but you know just the right amount of stuff. Definitely. All right. So let's talk a little bit about um, what led you to starting uh, Levergear. Like before launching in 2016, what really led you to to launching this business? All right. Well. My background is in product design, and I kind of have a background in mechanical engineering and industrial design. And so I've always really been interested in just developing products and trying to make 
uh, better products, basically. Um, so I was, a, I was a consultant in San Francisco for about uh, 15 years. And you know, during that time, I got to work with some really cool companies and help them develop their products. Um, but I you know, always had the desire to do my own products and, and launch a business around that. So I was always kind of in the back of my mind, you know, trying to think of something that I would, something that I would could create to to build a business around. And then when I had the idea for the tool card, um, that really just felt like the right product for us to launch because it was something that was simple enough that I could do, and you know, I, I felt like I could add value through both engineering and design. And um, it just it seemed like a, a product that really you know solved a problem and, and and would be would help people in sort of their daily lives just to kind of get more stuff done as it popped up. So um, I just uh, you know I just kind of developed that while I was still doing my consulting work, and then when we launched on Kickstarter in 2016, um, that kind of really just jump started the business and or kickstarted the business, if you will. And uh, that's when I was like, all right, this is, let's do this full time. And, and that's where the business started. That's awesome. So now it's you, your wife, and you've got a third guy working with you. What, what has the growth been like since that first Kickstarter? Um, well, we've had a steady growth as far as revenues go, but um, it's definitely been a little bit of, I mean, it's been a challenge along the way. I think we uh, we had a little bit of a false sense of security after uh, launching the tool card because it was it was um, just me and you know with my wife doing social media and, and that kind of stuff at the time and we had a successful Kickstarter launch and we were working out out of our house or the expenses were low um, and we and we had some good success with that so we it was that was we got off to a great start and i think you know we were sort of like this is kind of easy <laughs> let's just keep doing it so you know we hired some employees and we we expanded and um you know invested in some equipment so uh you know the second year you know I, even though our our sort of uh our revenues grew our expenses grew as well and and sort of the there were some some cash flow challenges there as well and so um it's been a little bit of a, a, a bumpy ride, but um, you know we're 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 growing, and we've got you know the the future looks good, but you know it's 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 still a it's it's a challenge for sure. Now, over the course of um, the few years that you've been <laughs> around, you now have three products, or you're launching your third product. Um, how, what has been the uh, I guess most successful way in which you you've uh, gotten the product out there and, and helped build that awareness to sell and and really grow the business right um well for us it's been by far kickstarter seems to be and, and indiegogo as well seems to be our best um method of, of just getting it, it's just been great for us because we get you know they, they have a huge audience and a, it's sort of early adopters um and people who are just sort of looking for cool new products um and then from there sometimes you YouTubers or influencers or, or online publications will sort of see your project on Kickstarter. And then, you know, there's some buzz around it and they may create their own videos. So when you launch a product like that, you get a lot of buzz and that's sort of the, um, the free publicity and that's kind of the easier stuff. And then um, beyond that, you know, we, we've, we've kind of <laughs> tried a lot of different things um, with, with mixed results. Um, we've had uh, a few kind of good influencers that have, that have, uh, supported us along the way. And, um, you know, doing the usual 
trying to do social media and, and pay-per-click, but, um, you know, that, that stuff gets harder every day. So, um, our, our, our sort of strategy for, you know, getting publicity and getting people's attention moving forward is going to be to try to launch more, um, just more cool products as we go. I, I mean, it, it sounds like really the, the product piece is a, your expertise and also your, your kind of favorite part, right? You kind of like inventing these new sorts of tools and multi-purpose, uh, products, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my background. That's my passion. And, um, you know, unfortunately, part, you know, part of running the business is you have to sort of a small business like ours is you have to kind of wear a lot of hats and it, and it takes time to kind of learn all these different platforms and skills and, and, and different areas that you have to do to, to build your brand and run a business. Um, so, you know, it, it takes away from the time I could spend, you know, doing the design work and the stuff that I really love. Um, but I, I, I like the other stuff too, I guess. So <laughs> it's all good. For sure. Now, did you, obviously you have the expertise in the product side, like you're saying, did you ever have any mentors for the other parts of the business where you didn't have as much experience? Uh, yeah, we, ha- we have. Um, so I've, so we actually started the business in, um, well, kind of long or started officially in San Francisco, but then we, we really did our Kickstarter for the tool card in Asheville, North Carolina. And now we're since moved down to Greenville, South Carolina. Um, but in Asheville and in Greenville, they've, they've got a nice, um, sort of startup, uh, mentor ecosystem where you can, uh, the, the, the one in Greenville is called next and, and they've got mentors who have been running businesses for a long time and they pair them up with new entrepreneurs to kind of help them, um, you know, with their business and answer questions and, and sort of, uh, ask, ask the entrepreneurs, the tough questions. So that's been really helpful. And, um, we also had, um, from back in Asheville and, and he, and he still helps, uh, to some degree is that, um, I had a mentor, um, who was actually came from the, uh, uh, kayaking industry named Bill Medlin. And, and he was really, uh, helpful and, and getting me to think about all of the different aspects of running the business and, and, you know, how to really launch a, uh, some products and build a, build a brand. Definitely. Um, okay. So obviously like we were saying, you were saying earlier, you have a lot of expertise in the product in terms of like the manufacturing of the, the three now products that you guys offer. Um, did you ever have any trouble sort of, um, I guess setting that up and making sure that, um, you know, each item that's being made is up to a certain standard. And then in addition to that, how do you keep sort of sustainability, um, in mind having a manufacturing based business? Right. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different uh, parts to that, but yeah. So my background as a product designer and and engineer, I was, I was, um, you know, involved in sourcing vendors and uh, working with different vendors and, and, you know, getting them up and running. So we would, we would design the, the products, but we would also in many cases, take them through manufacturing and into production. So, um, I had a little bit of experience in that before I got into this, but it was, it was, it's still, you know, uh, a bit challenging. And especially, you know, when I first started calling up vendors and, um, trying to get them to quote, uh, you know, manufacturing the tool card, uh, you know, is like, it's hard to kind of get them to take you seriously as like a, a person just starting a new business, you know, right, by yourself. Right. And and so um, that was a challenge, but I knew I wanted to do the tool card. I wanted to manufacture that locally or as locally as I could, just so I could, um, you know, work closely with the vendors. And, and you know, there, there was, 
a few different ways to make, there's always multiple ways to make each of the, you know, any product, but, um, so working with them and getting the processes dialed in and just trying to get that all, um, done so we could end up with sort of the best product that we need. And then, and also being able to work closely with them, um, on quality control and, and that, and then for the bit vault, um, that is, um, it's a, it's a much more complicated product and there's, there's many different components to it. So there's, there's a aluminum extrusion and there's, you know, a, a zinc die cast and there's plastic and injection molded and, uh, silicon rubber and, and sheet metal. So there, there's so many different parts to it, um, that we, we, you know, we tried to get manufacturing in the United States and it was just, um, too many moving parts. And, and so we ended up, um, working with a vendor in China who uh, actually has management based in the United States um, and, and a series of factories in China. So um, that part of the world is very set up to do any kind of manufacturing you need. And it's all sort of in one place. So um, working with them has been, has been great as well, because um, like I said, their, their, you know, upper management team is, is, and sales team is in the U S and then they also have, um, but their engineering and uh, manufacturing is in China. So um, it just helps a little bit to bridge the gap between, um, you know, if I were to just go to random vendors in China and try to work with them individually. Now, instead, I have a more of a partner who um, they can do a lot of the parts, but if they can't, they can, they, they have the vendors that they can outsource with and that they worked with before. Right. Yeah. So it, like it, with any manufacturing business, it's definitely a, a laborious piece, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I've been over there a couple of times to, to see the plant and talk with their, their team and their engineers and, and sort of inspect their production lines and that kind of thing. So um, that was important to me to, to be able to see the factory and see what they were doing. And, and, you know, as a small, like, as, as you said, we're, we're a really small team. So I, I don't necessarily have the resources to, fully vet everything that they do but um i've met all the people and and the factories are in good condition and and they seem to they treat their employees well and they seem to you know have enough of an environmental concern to them when we've, we've talked about the different parts so um i mean that is a, a concern for us um and especially as we as we get a little bigger and are developing more products and the, but the other part of of you know you had kind of touched on the environmental side but the other part of that is um you know, we want to design products that are going to last and people are going to uh, want to use and keep and hold on to. And, you know, if they need to take care of them or fix them or whatever, um, just to have that more of that mindset of, you know, this is a, a special product that I want to treat well and, and, and have forever uh, and not just something that's kind of cool when you first get it. And then, it, and then, you know, a few months later, it's, it ends up in your garage and then eventually in a landfill. I want to ask you a couple questions. How many pairs of pants do you own that you truly love? How long does the average pair of pants that you own last? Lives in Designs was founded on the idea of creating the perfect pair of pants for any adventure. I've personally been wearing their canvas pants for the last five months and I love them. I've used them climbing, hiking, camping around New York City and Lives in's mission is to really help people do more with less. They do this by creating pants and other products that are multi-use and that last. Lives in Designs offers a lifetime at-cost repair program to keep your gear lasting long and our clothing out of the landfill. 
in addition to a lifetime manufacturer's warranty against defects. To learn more, head to livesin.com. That's L-I-V-S-N.com. Tribe Alpha is great e-commerce for the great outdoors and can help you improve the performance of your e-commerce site. With over 25 years of experience navigating the ever-changing online marketplace, Tribe Alpha has the tools to improve your site. Whether your focus is B2B, B2C, wholesale, or dealers, Tribe Alpha can help. And Ready Eddy podcast listeners get a special discount. Just visit tribealpha.com deal to receive a 10% discount off their standard pricing. Their web development experience coupled with their passion for outdoor adventure make Tribe Alpha the perfect partner for your outdoor e-commerce site. Visit tribealpha.com slash deal. That's tribealpha.com slash deal. Right. That's an, that's an actually a really good point. What would you say has been one of the hardest parts about, about starting Lever and really getting it to where it is today? Uh, I, I think, the, well, a couple things. One is there's just so much to learn as a, as a small business and an entrepreneur. I mean, we've been, we've been bootstrapping the business. So it's, you know, we didn't go out and and raise a lot of funding and then be able to put together a, a team to handle all of the stuff. And, um, so it's, it's been me. And then I, I've had a, a, you know, a, a few different employees who've, who've been with us for a time and, you know, moved on. And, um, and so having those employees come in and out has been, you know, it's been, it's been good. They've all been great, but, um, it's, it's, you know, retraining people and, and getting people up to speed takes some time as well. Um, so the hardest part is just sort of managing everything that, you know, goes along with running a business, um, and, and just kind of stay on top of it while still being able to kind of do some design work and, <laughs> and that kind of thing. Yeah, and, for sure. And um, the other, yeah, the other thing is like, for me, like kind of salesmanship is not like a natural, uh, thing. Like I'd rather just sort of design the products and make them cool and then hope people will buy them. But, uh, that's, you know, that's, <laughs> Obviously, one of, if not the most important parts of running a business is selling right. your product. Yeah, and sometimes not the most fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, for some people, I think it is, but yeah. just, it's not quite in my nature, but I'm trying to, trying to get there. Oh, yeah, totally understand that. Uh, what would you say, like when you, you developed your first product, right, the, the multi-tool, um, what, wh- who were you targeting with the tool card? Like who, are you, who did you think was really like the perfect person uh, that would utilize it? Like, were you making it for yourself and then like it kind of just materialized and you're like, oh, this is something that I feel like most people could use? Right. Uh, yeah. I, w- I mean, I was kind of making it for myself <laughs> because, um, you know, I, as a designer and engineer, I kind of, I, I like to tinker a little bit and, and, but I'm always like working on little projects or even just things around the house where, you know, you've got, you know, there's like a loose uh, you know, knob on your drawer or something or, or whatever. And if you just had a, a few tools with you, you can, you can just fix it right there on the spot. It doesn't even make it to your to-do list. And, and um, so you can just kind of knock that stuff out and, and not have to worry about it. So, but I also like, I'm, I'm very much like a minimalist. So I don't like to carry around a lot of things and, you know, with your, with your phone and your wallet and your, your keys and your pockets, like carrying a larger sort of multi-tool was just, I just wasn't doing it even though, um, it would be useful. So, um, designing the tool card, you know, I was, I was like, you know, I just wanted something that I could, 
that was just really easy to carry. And I basically wouldn't even know I, I was carrying it with me. And, um, and so I just felt like if, you know, if I, if I really put some effort into designing it as, you know, as good as it could be and packing as many features and functions where, you know, it could, you know, it's got a bottle opener, it's got a can opener, it's got screwdrivers and multiple size wrenches. So it's, there's all kinds of, you know, times, you know, even I use it like almost every day just to do something, even open boxes or whatever. But so it's like just having just a little handy tool that helps you kind of get stuff done was something that I knew that I wanted. And I felt like other people would want it as well. I didn't do like a lot of market research to see, you know, how many people wanted this other than Kickstarter is a little bit of market research, you know, because you get definitely get some feedback depending on how well the products are received. But um, yeah, it's kind of designing it for me. And I have, you know, pretty, um, pretty demanding, I guess, taste as far as design goes and, and functionality. So what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that you made in starting and getting the business off the ground? Uh, I mean, there's, <laughs> I've definitely made a ton of mistakes and, and probably every entrepreneur will, will say something similar. But um, one of the things that was uh, a, a little bit of a trap for me that I fell into was when I was, when I was running my consulting business, um, you know, my, my revenue was basically my income. You know, I was, I would, if I, if I made this much in consulting revenue, I would, you know, I, I would spend a little bit on, you know, uh, rent and a little bit on, a, you know, getting a cell phone and a computer and some software. But for the most part, my advertising was word of mouth and, um, you know, my costs were, were very low. So whatever I, I made, I kind of, that was, that was what I had. Whereas with a product business, you know, it's, it's, you've got your revenues, but that's, that's not what your, <laughs> what your bottom line is. That's not what your actual income is. So, um, you know, all of the sort of the ways that, that margin sort of gets taken out of your revenue, um, and expenses sort of add up, sort of really just kind of snuck up on me. So, um, and then last year when we launched the Bit Vault, we actually launched two products at the same time. One was it was the Bit Vault, but then we we launched a very similar product called the Bit Light on Kickstarter, and um, that was basically the same thing as the Bit Vault, but it also added a flashlight, and um, it was a neat product, and it, and it combined them together well. Um, but at the time, there were a lot of like cool EDC flashlights that were coming out and, and that were just much better flashlights than what we had originally designed with the BitLight. So I tried to redesign that. Um, the, the development cost just got way too high for like our, our small business and, our, and our, what our revenue could support. So um, really got, it just became overwhelming. And then the cost of that product got pretty high to the point where it would be hard to sell. So um, we actually had to, kind of just cancel that punt on that product and, and go back to our Kickstarter backers and say, Hey, listen, um, you know, we've, we've, we've tried our best, <laughs> but the bit light isn't going to happen. So we, we refunded everyone's, everyone's money. And, um, and we actually, you know, also said we would throw in a free, um, cable kit, which is the new product that we're launching. And so we, we really tried to, to make it right, but basically biting off more than we could chew, um, with, a, with trying to do two very complicated products, uh, at once was, was a big mistake. And I'm still kind of digging my way out of that. Well, it sounds like you learned a lot from it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. What advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business? Um, you know, whether it's in a 
in the outdoor space or really just a business in general? Right. Um, well, I would say, um, one thing is to make sure that you've, you've got some financing lined up and cause your expenses are going to be a lot higher than you think they are. And your, your income is going to be a lot harder and the growth is a lot harder than you may anticipate. Um, but really early on you have to, you have to focus on selling and getting sales and, and doing all that and, and pay really close attention to your expenses because they, they can add up quickly and kind of what, you know, what I found was the, you know, for every dollar of expenses you have, you really have to make like four or $5 in revenue, um, to make up for it. So, um, I would say, you know, if, if you're not, uh, if you don't have like a financial background, uh, or a sales background or whatever, whatever you, you know, experience you don't have, definitely get some help and try to, um, talk with as many people as you can and anticipate as many of the the pitfalls as you can and, and have extra funding lined up or whatever you can do to just have some backstops in case things don't go as planned. Where do you see lever going in the next year or five years, 10 years down the road? Uh, well, the next year, um, We'd like to. We're gonna. We're gonna get this uh, cable kit developed, and then we want to. We've got want to launch a few more products. Um, you know, within the next twelve months, um, and and then really, in, in you know, in five years, we want to be launching. You know, cool products every few months, and 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 just taking advantage of the of the sort of the Kickstarter launch. You know, uh, marketing. You know, development cycle, and then kind of like wash rinse and repeat and then um and then when we launch a new product plug that into sort of our our sales channels and our our ecosystem to kind of just slowly you know add to the the foundation of of products that we have and the and the revenue that we have coming in and then um hopefully as we add to that foundation then we'll we'll have a you know more of a steady income source so we can take on more complicated products and then um you know, in ten years, uh, basically more of the same. Um, but I'd, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to be, um, you know, in in retail, in, you know, in a, a kind of like a household name. Um, you know, a company that I kind of uh, see ourselves being a little bit like is Night Eyes. And um, you know, one thing I, I was at the uh, outdoor retailer show a couple of years ago, and and I was talking to one of the guys from Night Eyes, and one thing that that he said that sort of resonated with me is he's like, you know, the first thing he said to me was, you know, we design products that solve problems. And I was like, oh, cool. That's what we do. <laughs> so, you know, right, they're right. not in, they're not in one niche or one industry or one type of product. They kind of cover the gamut and they, but they're basically just thinking of, okay, what's a problem and what can we do to, to solve it in a better way that's been done before and something that's new. So it's like, I'm more interested in, in coming up with products that are innovative and, and solve problems in a new way. And, or maybe even, you know, problems that people didn't even realize they had, um, as opposed to, you know, just like being in a particular industry and, and developing, you know, the next this or the next that, and just sort of incrementally doing a new design or something like that. So, uh, you know, we're, we'd, we'd like to just wherever we can add the most value with like a, a cool product, that's where we'll sort of go. I really like that. Now, what would you say is your favorite part about running Lever? 
Um, it maybe the just the challenge of running a business and and you know being able to trying to figure everything out and and um, and just having control over the over the brand and, and just trying to piece everything together. It's really um, a fun challenge and it's it's like a it's like a puzzle. Um, and the other thing, I, you know, I've, I've always kind of wanted to run my own business just because um, having some freedom and some flexibility with my schedule and, and hopefully being able to do things on my own terms. And, um, you know, I've got a, a couple of small children. So uh, being able to uh, sort of make my schedule so I can, you know, spend time with them and, and have some flexibility there. Um, you know, so that's the, the schedule is nice. Although I will say, you know, if you're, when you're running a business, it's, it's a lot of work. So it's, it, it is hard to sort of balance those two things. Honestly, I say this all the time I could not imagine running or building a business while having kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and you don't really realize it until after you have kids. <laughs> that, I'm sure. like, <laughs> I was telling, uh, I was telling Aaron the other day, I was like, you know, because uh, my my wife and kids are actually out of town this week, so I was like, "Man, you don't realize, I, you know, I wasted so much time uh, before <laughs> I had before I had a wife and kids, like just doing whatever." And it's like now, any spare second I get, it's like, "All right, what can I do to be more productive?" You know, so yeah, it's a no, whole like, whole I, different ball game. A lot of my siblings are married and have kids, and I like look at their like it's like I love hanging out with their kids and like. The fact that I can give them back though is nice. <laughs> because yeah, that I yeah. can then go put my head down and get some work done. So I exactly. honestly I commend you for being able to pull that off because A, yeah. you're doing two things that are hard separately and you're doing them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it it's I you know, I, I would I would say it's definitely been a challenge because um, you know, you're trying to spend the time with them, but also stuff needs to get done and it's it it's very stressful when you you know it's 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 five thirty or six and 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 my wife's like the kids are melting down i you know i need some help <laughs> and i'm like right right oh i was hoping to work for another three hours but um <laughs> so you, you just have to kind of you know squeeze things in when you can and and, and do your best i guess yeah definitely and uh anyone who's listening to this before august 6th you can actually enter to to win a, a bunch of product from Lever Gear and a ton of other um, up-and-coming brands in the outdoor space. We're giving away a full um, camping and backpacking um, a giveaway of over $3,200 of gear, so you can head over to Red Yeti for your chance to win. And with that, Mike, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast, share uh, your personal story, the story of Lever, and really all the things that you guys are working on and um, what's uh, coming in the future. All right. Thanks, Josh. I really enjoyed it. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.